Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. You can work from the road while turning your vehicle into a powerful high-speed data Wi-Fi hotspot with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. On a network that covers more roads than any other carrier. Connect up to 10 devices and stream conference calls. Finish up that presentation or answer last-minute emails. Go to att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to see if you're eligible for a free trial today. Based on independent third-party data, always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. From the king of sports books comes the king of sports podcast. Unleashed. Presented by BetMGM. Here's your host, Olivia Harlan Decker. Welcome back to Unleashed. It is a great week. There is so much going on in the world of sports right now as Olympics are kind of wrapping up. USA is looking good. NBA free agency. Oh my gosh, it's hard to keep up with all these headlines. And the NFL preseason's right around the corner. Hall of Fame game is this week. There's so much to talk about with NFL training camps. Giannis Papas, are you ready? I am ready. I'm born ready. I'm ready to do this. Hit the gun. Let's go. (laughs) I don't want to false start, but let's try it again. Okay. Uh, NBA free agency. Is there one player in particular or team that you were watching a little bit more closely? is Is there anything that you were so excited about or so bummed about? I was, it was nice to see Trey Young get a bag, as yes. the kids say. He got a couple bags. There better be wheels on that bag because, mm-hmm. I, what is it, $207 million? It is. And I think he earned that in the playoffs. I think you're so right. I was looking today with him and Luka Doncic. Obviously, that trade was such a big deal, and both have blossomed in their respective teams. But when they were traded on draft night, everyone thought one of them would blossom. One of them would maybe crash and burn. They both have done amazing, but Trey's had so much more team success. And I think that's what has carried him to this number. Obviously Luca had more regular season success. And right now he's just killing it overseas in the Olympics for Slovenia. It's so impressive. Now he is going to get a couple bags when he gets back <laughs> to the side, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he doesn't have to do shoulder exercises for probably a year because he's carrying his entire country of Slovenia oh. right now. I mean, he's just working out in the Olympics. Yeah, I think that's a locker room problem. I think they got Luca, Chris Stapps, Porzingis, nicknamed the unicorn, the Estonian uh, Kevin Durant 2.0, him and Luca. <laughs> have uh, chemistry problems because he wants the ball more. I think once they rectify that, Luca will catch up 
to Trey Young in playoff success. The kid's a monster. All right. How do you think your Knicks are doing in free agency? The Knicks are just, they're bad. They'll always <laughs> be bad. I mean, they've been bad for 20 years. I try not to check their Facebook. I treat them like an ex-girlfriend. I don't look at their Facebook. I've blocked them on all social media. It is too traumatizing to follow the Knicks. I haven't been a Knicks fan since 99. I jumped off. It's too Mm. painful. I bet they're really upset too that you don't follow them on Facebook. Yeah, no, they're they're narcissistic. They don't care about what I'm doing at all. They've moved on. (laughs) Well, look, the whole free agency this year kind of revolved around Kyle Lowry, the Raptor. He signed with the Miami Heat. And he dictated everything. He's 35 years old. He was an unrestricted free agent. He had been with the Raptors for nine seasons, six-time All-Star. And I think this is a great move. I got to say, I think it's a great move for Miami. The competition in the East is heating up. Brooklyn's obviously such a favorite. Milwaukee is a favorite. But he's now going to be with Jimmy Butler, Coach Eric Spolstra, who is class act. The whole way that organization is run, I just think that's a really good move. What do you think about that? Were you surprised? I think it's a solid move for the right now. They, they re-signed Butler. He got a couple bags. They got that Pat Riley system down there. They got the young kid, the shooter. They're in good shape. That's a really yeah. good move. That's a yeah. really good move to get Lowry 35 uh, around that. They got their Jimmy Butler's in his prime. They're good. They're good to go. South Beach is ready. I'd love to hear you negotiate with your agent on your show fees. Like, uh, how many bags? And they're like, Giannis, it it doesn't work. Like, like, give us a number, Giannis. You're like, "Mm, I prefer bag calculations. Yeah, no, I'm not good at math, but I I can definitely count bags. You're also not good at remembering people's names. The young kid. I know you mean Tyler Hero. Tyler Hero. I only know him by his rap name, which is, I assume, what? Doesn't he rap too? I don't know. Do they all? I think so. He's got, he's a rapper too. Tyler hero. I followed him since high school. Uh, the young kid, I like to call him the young, the young kid. I've got a good Tyler hero story. So he's from Milwaukee and he was in high school and he was a big fan of my husband's and he came up to shoot with him one day in Sheboygan and he comes over to our place in Sheboygan and he looks out, keep in mind, kid grew up in Milwaukee. It's on Lake Michigan. We're on Lake Michigan, an hour North. He looks out and he goes, wow, that's a gorgeous view. What body of water is this? And I look at my husband and I go, oh boy. (laughs) I'm not throwing the kid under the bus, but I'm saying uh, now he can look out at the Atlantic and do just fine. But uh, I thought that was a funny geography issue. (laughs) Yeah, no, you know, he's probably very good at basketball. Yes. Not so good at school. He's one and done, so... If you can do it, do it. Go get them bags. Yeah. Speaking of Kyle Lowry, his former teammate, DeMar DeRozan, is still, as of Tuesday, unsigned. Last year, he was with the Spurs. He's a little bit more under the radar right now, but I think that's a big value get for whoever gets him. So that I'm kind of monitoring that. And then Kawhi Leonard, he opted out of his player option, $36 million. Can you imagine just saying, no, I'm good. I want more. But he wants to sign a new deal with the Clippers. So we're monitoring that. Yeah. Yeah. I heard he wants to stay there. He's from LA and that his millions, like they just go straight to the bank. I don't know if you know about him, but he still drives like the same truck. Yeah, He drove before he was drafted. Like he doesn't buy anything. I don't know what, but when he retires, that kid is going to have a lot of money to invest and he'll probably be a brawny billionaire one day. 
I bet you're right. I yeah. bet you're right. And his deal could potentially be over 176 million over four years. That's the number he could get in this summer's negotiation, or he could do one year and done and sign a bigger deal next summer because he's coming off that injury. But you're right. I mean, that's bag city. That's bag city. And to me, he's the most valuable player in the league because he's a, he's a two-way player. Yeah. I think he's the player that gives all the superstars nightmares. He's the guy, you know, your husband doesn't want to see Kawhi on him. <laughs> no. No. I don't congrats, think I want to see Kawhi on him. Congrats to the biggest free agency signing, I believe, in Toronto. Oh. Get ready to say A when you go to the supermarket. Can I get some <laughs> A? <laughs> Thank you. We're, we're actually so excited. As we're recording this Tuesday, the news just came out this morning. And we're in Vegas. Sam's working out with the Raptors today. And I know he feels just so relieved and secure to, you know, have pen to paper, sign that contract. He played overseas for two years. So this has been a long time coming. But when we landed last night, because I came to Vegas with them, because I'm not one to pass up a free trip. I said, <laughs> do you think I can tweet this out? You know, you have a wife in the media, cover sports, I cover the NBA. It'd be really cool. It'd be like a big get for me. Can I tweet out the news? And his agent said, oh, let's hold off for a little bit. Let's um, let's make sure like tomorrow, blah, blah, right. agent stuff, right? And then I wake up this morning and Adrian Wojnarowski, who breaks every news in the NBA, he beat me to it. I'm like sitting there in our hotel room. I'm like, oh, come on. I tried. <laughs> and I told you last week, I mean, this stuff happens. Like, I don't know how this stuff happens when he was traded and I was boarding a flight, all that, like. It's just wild. I can't stay on top of it and I'm in the media. So I, yeah. I feel very frustrated, but oh my gosh, we are, we are so excited. Yeah. News travels fast in the digital age. Those guys are all over it, but congratulations to you. You won't have to bring Google translate to the supermarket anymore. <laughs> you can speak English yeah. and you're close. You're right across the border. You know, yep. you're what I, the border is going to, it could be closed though, depending on what happens to COVID. You may just end up having to become a Canadian citizen. Oof. Well, I tell you what, the basketball gods are bound and determined to not have Sam Decker play in the States. I don't know what is going on. And, you know, obviously we're just thrilled. His childhood dream is to play in the NBA. He's back in the NBA. And it's really, really hard historically. If you look at guys who go to play in Europe, who comes back, it's, it's really hard. I, I keep saying it's, it's, this is the scratch and claw period. Like it's really hard to get back. You, you only hear of the guys who do, cause you can point out, Oh, you know, Pat Beverly or, or whoever it is, PJ Tucker, but you don't hear of all the guys who don't and ultimately kind of retire early. Cause they can't do it anymore. They're, they're sick of it. And it's such a grind over there. So I could go on and on about this topic. I just feel so incredibly proud of him and relieved for him. Cause He's now getting a second shot at his childhood dream. And, and just as a couple, like we're thrilled. I get to live with my husband again. I, I will never take that for granted. <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm rooting for Sam. I'm going to be rooting for him all year. Strong. Thank you. Like every point, every assist, every rebound. Let's go, Sam. Let's go. Thanks, Raptor. I'm a Raptors fan now. All I'm right. Yeah. Hey, when they come in town to New York, that's when we'll do our double date. Absolutely. Absolutely. I like it. Yeah, I like it. Uh, you said you're watching a lot of the Olympics lately. Are you kind of busy with that? I've been cheering on those girls and boys. Yeah, that race last night was kind of crazy when that Norwegian kid broke a world record and the American who was behind him broke a world record. World record. He broke <laughs> a world record getting silver. So it was like yeah. that race was like one of the craziest Olympic moments in history. And that was fun to watch. 
the U.S. basketball team is finally getting its groove back on. Yeah, they took Last a warm night, bath Monday night. That was a good one. Good one. They lit some candles. They got their groove back. KD scored a lot of points, so it's good to see them take out España. <laughs> I like the lift. Yeah, that, <laughs> have you been to Ibiza recently? Yeah, Ibiza. But <laughs> more, uh, Ricky Rubio went off. Yeah, he yeah. had he, he almost had a forty piece. I love watching NBA players overseas play for their home country. And, and it's cool to like root, root against them a little bit, but you still are proud because they make the league look good. And Olympic basketball is very odd to watch, right? It, it just looks kind of different. The paint is different. It's mm-hmm. like triangular. I don't know why they do that. I think sometimes they just do that to differentiate. It's kind of like maybe it's an anti-American thing. You know, they just go, <laughs> all right, they do it that way. Let's just do it this way to separate ourselves and make yeah. it a little different. Throw make them it, off visually. Throw them off. It's yeah. team ball. They really, the advantage that the other teams have is that they all know each other. They grew up together. They play mm-hmm. together. The United States is just a bunch of guys with a lot of bags, you know, <laughs> <laughs> who show up, say what's up, you know, and uh, they're all all-stars and then they try to figure out a team game. So that's yeah. the advantage the other teams have is that they're teams first. I think also the headline this week, especially as gymnastics is winding down, Simone Biles, how about this? She withdrew from four individual events. She was on every headline, all the front story of every news show. Like we couldn't stop hearing about Simone Biles not competing. And then it brings advocacy to mental health, which is amazing. And what these Olympic athletes especially go through. I think being an Olympic athlete is a weird rare form because it's the four-year thing it's the rareness it's um the massive attention the weight of your country on your shoulders i cannot imagine i'm so glad michael phelps kind of started that conversation now simone biles pick it up and she ended up competing on the beam and won bronze she won a bronze she got a medal yeah it really first of all i didn't know what the twisties were yeah well, now no everybody did. knows what I didn't. The twisties are yeah And it's uh, when you hear about what it is, it makes a lot of sense that that's a scary thing. Like if your focus is off and you're twirling in the air like that, I mean, that is dangerous. So that's great. That's great. And it's great that she competed. It's great. She got a medal. And yeah, I never thought about like if you're a 14 or 15 year old girl or boy and like all the spotlights are on you, that's a lot of pressure. That is a lot of pressure. I mean, I played high school basketball And if my dad showed up to the game, I might have a bad game. That made me nervous. I can only imagine if a hundred million people from my country are tuned in and hoping that I beat, uh, you know, uh, China and Russia. Right. Right. Well, I want to ask you more about your athletic history because I have a feeling you've got a couple stories. So let's take a little break. And when we come back, let's talk about uh, where our athletics went wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Giannis, on this show, you have mentioned a couple times of your glory days playing basketball. I'm curious, at what age did you stop? And was it always just basketball? It was always just basketball for me, Wow, which was tough because I'm six foot. You know, that relegates you to one position if you have hoop dreams. I was so delusional at one point. I was thinking, you know what? My mother was born in Greece. I'll go play professionally in Greece. Yeah. Like thinking, you know what? Like they don't know how to play basketball over there. Like they're very good. I wouldn't have been able to play there either. 
They're incredible. The the Greek domestic league is one of the best in the world. It's like NBA, Spain and Russia, Greece, all, you know, every year interchangeable, but yeah, they know how to play basketball there. Did you ever ask your uh, cohorts to call you the Greek freak? (laughs) No, no, I didn't. I didn't. Nobody would have either. Like nobody would have, nobody would have capitulated to what I wanted them to call me for basketball. I was a walk and I tried to walk on at American University, which is division one, low division one. And uh, I didn't make the team. I got recruited by a couple D3 schools. And, but I got to practice with the team throughout my college non career. So that was fun. That was fun to be able to practice with the guys in the summer and stuff like that. But you know what? In high school, I was like a four. That's Mm. the thing is like, I was like a power forward in high school. No way. At six foot. And then you go to the, Division one level. Yeah. It's like the two guard six four, the three six six, yeah. you know, and then six nine. It's just like a different, it's just another level. And then six seven my... point guards in the NBA. Yeah. <laughs> my athletic dreams, I was so bad. And I, I love working out now. I'm super competitive. Like you would think I'm tall. Like everyone asks all the time, oh, you must have played too. And I'm like, no. I once scored a soccer goal on the wrong team, like on our own goal. And then my coach very wisely put me back to like defender. We were such a good team. His daughter was like the star scorer. So I'd sit back and just make little daisy chain necklaces because the ball never came on my half of the field. So that was that. And then I transitioned. I played a little basketball. It was horrible. And figure skating was kind of a sport that I clung on to and competed like regionally. And it was really fun. I, I had a couple first place finishes. Um, you stand on the podium. So I know how these Olympians feel, you know, same exact feeling. But one time this girl, I kept getting like second and third, second and third. I, I couldn't crack. I couldn't get on top of the podium. And I finally did. And I was so excited. And the girl who got second says to me, you did really good. Keep in mind, we're like nine years old. You did really good. You deserve first. And I'm smiling, I'm holding the flowers and I look at her and I go, thank you. And you deserve second. And my mom overheard it <laughs> and she pulled me aside. And she said, why would you say that to that little girl? I said, mom, cause I kept getting second and I was so proud of second. Like I thought second was good. I was complimenting her, but we still to this day laugh about that. They're like, Olivia on top of the podium, like with cameras flashing. Thank you. You deserve second. So um, th- my Olympic dreams uh, ended there. I was just more competitive and liked getting my picture taken. Maybe, maybe that's the part I liked. (laughs) Wow. You're a Renaissance woman because I also saw you, you, you sang the national anthem. What was that yesterday? That was uh, this past week. That was Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I heard it first. I was scrolling. I was like, Wait, is, is that Alicia Keys? And then I was like, Oh, oh no, you stop. didn't think that. Stop. I was like, Is that Alicia Keys? Who is? Yeah, I thought maybe Alicia Keys was at a a Wisconsin minor league baseball game. A minor league baseball game, checking out the Bull Durham's. But <laughs> and then I was like, Wow, that's Olivia. I mean, you can sing, girl. Thank you. I that's where I transitioned from sports, and I was a choir geek and musical theater geek, and that became my sport. Right? I just I loved musical theater, still do love to sing. Not athletic. The issue will be is when I have near seven foot children trying to guide them through the process, but uh, that's what Sam will be for, right? That'll be funny if your kids actually want to be figure skaters. Yeah. Instead, and you're like trying to gear them towards basketball because they're seven foot. But they're like, mom, I inherited your love for figure skating. And then you just see these giants who are finishing. 
that yeah. would be or my mom, answer. I inherited your love of show tunes. I just <laughs> want a two-step on stage. Yeah, there's there's a couple of different options there. You know, it's funny though, when non-athletes like yourself and I, although I think you you got college looks, like that's a big deal. You played basketball. But watching like celebrities compete somewhat in sports, like uh, have you ever kind of watched some of these failures? It's uh, hilarious. My favorite will always be without a doubt, the 50 cent first yeah. pitch. Yeah. Yeah. He was like, I, he was, it was like, he was throwing to, he saw a ghost and he was like, I'm just throwing it over there. He threw it to an, he threw it to nobody. Yeah. That was really bad. How about kind of same thing though, when George Bush threw like the perfect pitch after nine 11, talk about like a rallying moment. That was actually crazy. Yeah. Cause like he just went up there and zinged it. Bang. Yeah. And he threw a perfect pick. Trump actually threw a strike too. Do you remember that? He threw a I good don't. one too. Yeah. He threw a good like, uh, I was shocked by both. Yeah. I didn't expect that. Yes. You're right. Wow. Now, you know, the Democrats, in order to combat that, they need to start making sure whatever candidates and local yeah. arm system teams, they got to make sure those candidates can throw so they can, you know, so they can also throw strikes because it's not looking good for them on the first pitches right now. Oh, <laughs> you kill you think of this stuff so quick you kill me you know who was actually a very good baseball player but i think made a really smart career move by going into acting is george clooney oh george he, clooney? Got, he got a trial run with the reds see that's not fair when i hear <laughs> stuff like that that's just not fair i mean that's he was gifted the face yeah it's to like start you- amazing actor and then he, he's also athletic that's just there's got to be something off because the universe is balanced. I bet you he has like a six toe. Yeah. There's something that's got to be wrong because that's just too much. That's too much for one person. Like, can't you like, he should just gift one of those talents to, to, to me. I bet he has like really bad breath or something. It's got to be something. <laughs> Has to be something. I mean, that's too much. It's like, uh, like we had that. John Stamos on here. It's like the guy's oh, that's funny. Good. Yeah. He can act. He's good looking. Mm-hmm. And he's a musician. It's too much. It's yeah. too much. Yeah, I agree. What about the transition when you go from athlete, like when you have success, like The Rock, and then go into acting and just make talk about bags, make so much money at both. But I've act, I've listened to him on a couple of podcasts. His story is incredible. The Rock. He you know playing high school football, college football, never really having that much success, transitioning to wrestling weight of the world on his shoulders, kind of rocky home life. I mean, th- that's a guy you can get behind because you're like, okay, he earned every opportunity he got. He's, he fascinates me. Yeah. And pun intended, his dad, Rocky. So it was, his dad was a wrestler. So it was like destined for him to be a Great. wrestler. And uh, that's all charisma. It's like that. When you have that level of charisma and you come from a wrestling family, that's your destiny. He was he was almost destined. I mean, what would he do with that eyebrow raise with a helmet on? Nobody would be able to see it. So he, he was crushed. I've seen interviews with him like he was crushed. That was his dream. He played big, big time college football. But and then he didn't he have an injury, I think, is he blew out his knee or something. And then, yeah, you career know, ending. Yeah. Well, one career, that is. Yeah. But that would be funny that- if they do like a biopic on him. And like that when he's injured, that's when he starts realizing the eyebrow raise. <laughs> <laughs> it just happens one time and he sees it in the mirror and he just like yeah. sees his destiny in that moment. Did you know that John Stewart played soccer in college at William and Mary? I did not know that. And he was a walk-on. Yeah. We have a lot in common besides the fact that 
he's got a, a much bigger career than me. Yeah. Cause I tried to walk on at American university, but I could not stop at the foul line. Oh. I remember the coach. It, it came down to me and this other walk on and all, he, he did this one thing. He was like, all you got to do is come down the court, pull up at the foul line and hit a wing. Right. And every yeah. time I just ran over the defender, he gave me three chances. And it was like, he was trying, he liked me. He was trying to, you know, he wanted me to make the team and, and carry water for the guys. I was like, look, I'll carry water. He was like, all you got to do is stop at the foul line. And I couldn't do it. And uh, my dreams were crushed. My hoop dreams were crushed. Oh, man. I think the best, like, athlete transitioning to other sports failure that just never gets old, but also he does not care, is Charles Barkley golfing. Is he good? Do me a favor right now and yeah. Google his swing. It's pro yeah, I mean, his body doesn't even look like he could get a nice swing off. Ooh, I will Google his swing. Yeah, I, I yeah. I know that he likes to play golf, but I could not. Yeah. He just doesn't have the golf swing physique. Here's the thing with golfing. You, everyone likes to go out on the golf course and drive around in the car, have a couple drinks and, and be out in the sun. It's, it's about who is a good golfer, who's competitive. And I feel like I'm on the cusp. Here's my competitive nature again, coming up top of the podium. I feel like I'm, I'm, I could be good. I'm not far from being good. But like it's every other hole, it's every couple holes. I do a lot of mulligans, but I will never turn down a day to golf. And I feel like a lot of celebrities or maybe just rich people feel like they can just put on the golf outfit and go golf, right? I believe so. Yeah. You know, what's funny about golf. It's like, what do professional golfers do when they retire? Do yeah. they get a job? <laughs> like, what do you do yeah. if you're a golfer? I love the day of golf. I love to hang, yeah. but I am way too impatient. Oh, for the game. And I, it's funny when you said mulligans, I, I love, it's so funny when, when, cause golf is such a hard game when anyone who's playing, it just gets, they just get frustrated and they just pick the ball up and put it in the hole. And they're like, yeah, just yeah. Like, that's what I do all the time. I'll just hit it. And then I'll just pick it up and drop it in and be like, all right, let's just go to the next one. I'm enjoying the cigar, the hang, but it's too hard. So you're not honest on your scorecard. I take it. I'm not honest in life. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. I'm not honest at all. I'm not honest at all. When it comes to golf, golf is something that it's so hard. It's so hard. I feel like, yeah. you know, life is hard enough. I don't want to go on a golf course and feel extra frustrated. I go and I play. I, I like to play against my 10 month old daughter in tic-tac-toe. <laughs> So I can feel good and it boosts my self-esteem because she can't even pick up a pencil. So I just, I just <laughs> maul her in tic-tac-toe and that just makes me feel good. He doesn't stand a chance. He doesn't stand a chance. <laughs> Speaking of your daughter though, as she grows up and wants to play sports, if that's what she wants to do, what will your like parenting look like in that scenario? If a kid, you know, beats her out for a spot or, or if a kid on another team's bullying her or something like that. Yeah, I'm going to tell you, uh, first of all, she's going to learn MMA. Okay, okay. Okay, so no matter what, like, yeah, I'm going to start her on MMA. And if anyone gives her a problem, I'm going to say, you know, armbar. Just armbar them. <laughs> but I'm going to be very supportive of her, whatever she wants to do. And if if my daughter's anything like you, that's, it, it could be a lot. Like, yeah. I'm gonna <laughs> if she's like, if she likes to sing, if she wants to figure skate, she likes to golf, and then she, she ends up marrying an NBA player, it's like... I don't know where she'll be that what your father must check your gram and be like, what's going on this week? Oh my God. She's singing. She's singing the national anthem here. Then she's in Turkey. Then she's over here, figure skating. Then she's over here golfing. I mean, you do it all. Yeah. Well, you do it all. 
Thank you. My mom always says, I, I'm one of those kids. I'm, I've always been extremely independent. I don't call home a lot. I'm really, really close to my parents though, but I don't like call in to ask their opinion on much. You know what I mean? Like I've, I've got two sisters, one in particular, and I, I don't know if she'll hear this or not, but one calls both my parents multiple times a day to let them know like what salad she's ordering, everything. My mom says, if she truly doesn't know where in the world I am, she'll just check my Instagram because I overpost <laughs> like crazy. I love Instagram. <laughs> she's like, I never really worry because I'll know on your Instagram, like where you are. Right, right. Hey, well, oh, you're in, oh, you're in Canada now. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I yeah. saw it on your Instagram. Hope you're well. So maybe you'll be lucky. Your daughter will be an influencer. If she's an influencer, that'll be, yeah, that'll be a lot. I wonder, I wonder what she's going to be like. Yeah. If she's anything like me. She is not going to have high standards, which is going to be, <laughs> that'll be fun. That's nice. That'll be, you know, I will support that. Her mother, my wife is like very organized and very strict with rules yep. and achieving. And so it's either going to be one of the two. It's never a combo. You ever notice that? It's like the kid's either more like the mother or the father. So yeah. if she's more like me, it'll be easier for me. If she's more like my wife, then I'm in for it. Well, if she is an influencer, she can probably put you into early retirement and take care of your golf lessons in Florida the rest of your days. So you'll be set there. Hey, yeah. if you really want to be set financially, you should pay attention to our next segment. It's Peter Andrew, and he's going to tell you where to place your money this weekend. Okay, so we're back with our betting guru, Peter Andrew. Peter, we were just talking about our broken sports dreams. Do you have any? Were you an athlete? A sportsman. That's all I know is broken dreams. So I have plenty. Probably aspiring hockey player was number one. Uh, I got hurt when I was 15. I dislocated my knee, partially torn my quad, and a high ankle sprain all in the same injury. So that that was not a fun couple months. Someone's stick got caught in the, like, between the blade and the boot of my skate. No. And my whole leg twisted. And no bueno. Gross. Yeah. My dad played <laughs> hockey. He was a goalie. And one time he fell to try to get a save and his glove fell off and someone skated over his thumb. That's actually way worse than what I did. Gnarly. That's, that is disgusting. <laughs> yeah. If you play well, hockey, you better make sure you have health insurance. Right. Yeah. I, I've broken my nose 11 times and I think eight of the times are from hockey. Yeah. Oh my God. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Not only do you need good insurance, you need a good orthodontist. I think I would check on that yeah. one too. Maybe, um, maybe the broken dreams were actually a, a blessing in disguise. There you go. You got a pretty good gig now, Peter Andrew, I think. That's it. I'm with two of the best. They live in large. Um, let's talk about some bets coming up this week and weekend. This comes out Thursday, the morning of the Hall of Fame game in the NFL. Steelers, Cowboys, Dallas's quarterback, Dak Prescott, is not even throwing in camp. He has a shoulder strain. He says he may even be on a pitch count when the preseason starts. Do you think he's even playing in this game? And does that affect the line? Uh, highly doubt it. I highly doubt you see Dak. Yeah. You might see Ben. If you do, it probably would be for a couple snaps. I think you, you see Mason Rudolph for, for a little bit more. Will we actually, recognize Big Ben? Isn't he skinny now? He's skinny. Uh, he doesn't have a walking boot on, so we won't know who he is. We're just yeah. going to think he's one of the, one of the walk-ons. <laughs> he's got two legs. 
abs. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see Ben. <laughs> I think he needed to do this maybe five years ago, but it's nice to see him taking care of his weight. I think it's going to help him this year. He's uh, He's got to be durable. He's hurt, it seems like, every year. Yeah. I actually like the Cowboys. I, I like him plus 100 on the money line. Ben DiNucci, Garrett Gilbert, they actually have the most experience of the quarterbacks playing. I think it's something like seven games, but it's more experienced than most of the other players. And the Cowboys actually 3-0 in the Hall of Fame game. So it seems like they have something to play for. They want to keep that, that streak alive. Uh, the other piece of this is the under is 33. So in normal times, you think that's incredibly low. You yeah. see 48, 52, 56 in NFL. <laughs> I would take the under. These teams just seem like they forgot how to score in these first games. Yeah. I could see this being a 14-10 or something like that game. Uh, so I'll take the under and I'll take Cowboys plus 100. Or is this kind of like NBA All-Star, like defense is lacking a little bit? I, I feel like I'd maybe take the over on 33. I What I've kind of come to the conclusion on is the offense is so out of sync. Okay. So for basketball, you're just having wide open layoff, uh, layups and shots. For football, you get a lot of false starts, offsides, guys just out of whack, running the wrong routes, interceptions, drop passes. You sure. get guys that are probably not going to make the team playing in this first game. So the level of competition is not great. That's why yeah. I always lean me under there. I'm going to look up some past scores of Hall of Fame games in the last five years. I am in Vegas right now, so I'm going to mosey on to the MGM and put some money on the over for 33, though. And then we'll have a friendly wager there, Peter. Absolutely. Sounds good. Peter, where's the game taking place? So it's in Canton, Ohio. So that's where the Hall of Fame enshrinement is. That's where they do every year the whole ceremony. Uh, I think it's seven people this year, if I'm not mistaken, that are getting inducted. A smaller stadium, but I think it will be packed out, which is great. So it's kind of our first football with a full set of fans, and we'll see more of that preseason. Is there any over-unders on anyone who's going to miss the game because of COVID protocol? Take the over. That's the easiest bet of the week. Oh, my gosh, yeah. (laughs) How frustrating. You're already starting to see it. I mean, you got players coming out and saying they don't know if they want to be vaccinated yet. Uh, It's It could be messy for the first couple of weeks, but we just got to trek through. Yeah, I'm going to hold all my bets till they get that third booster. There you go. <laughs> I bet one way and then somebody last minute gets COVID. I'm like, damn it. Yeah, talk about broken sports streams. That would happen to me every game if, if I start betting early. I mean, that was a huge topic this week, though. Now that camps have begun, three of the four Vikings quarterbacks mispracticed this weekend due to COVID. Kellen Mond was positive. And then it's the whole who's in close contact thing. We've talked about that before with um, with golf is how they had a lot stricter rules in England with the open, but now it's interesting to see how closely they're going to monitor the close contact thing. Will this affect some week one lines, Peter? Yeah, I think so. I think you have to take a look at some of the teams that have that over 90% vaccination rate. Yeah. The the probability that they're going to lose some players is obviously way different than a team that's at 40 or 30%. I think the Cowboys are something crazy like that. Mm -hmm. So if you lose two two or three of your big players and you get that that line in early and, and you take the other team that is vaccinated, I mean, it could be a big difference. I mean, we saw it last year. I think that one Broncos game where they had three quarterbacks out. Yeah, it, it, you could have an instance like that, and it's essentially free money, or or we're offering you a cash out to close out your bet. So it, it could be advantageous to do that. I mean, it's crazy. There's so much media attention on any players who are vocal about not getting vaccinated, but here are the actual numbers. Since you brought that up, there are 26 teams that are over 85 percent, and only nine teams that are over 95 percent. Nine teams. Out of 32. But at least it gives you a ballpark number of the teams that that it could happen to you. But we'll see. There's still a bit of time before the season starts. So those numbers could drastically change with a little bit of push towards towards the players from the GMs and the ownership. Mm -hmm. Uh, It'd be interesting to see like Jerry Jones 
what kind of direction he goes with some of those players. So it'll be interesting through the month of, uh, through the month of August. All you got to do is just scroll back on the individual players, Graham, and see if they were at Lollapalooza where, you know, <laughs> just if they were there, don't bet on that team. There's a chance they may not be at the game. Yeah. Or if they were in Vegas at a pool party when they're playing the Raiders. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that can really help you uh, gauge that needle. Sticking with NFL, some big bets coming up. You sent me some on the Lions. Tell us about that. They're pretty uh, incredulous. Yeah, so um, you got those big fans starting to come in. We're going to see a lot more of this as the preseason goes through and as we get into September. We had one better take Lions $500 to win $125,000 to win the Super Bowl. So someone must really love Jared Goff there. And then that same person actually put $1,000 to win $100K for them just to win the NFC. So we're going to start seeing some of those big bets roll through. We'll obviously share all of them here. You got the homers in Michigan. You're going to have the homers in some of our other live states, but but then you're going to start seeing more of the popular teams come through. I think the big one this year for me is going to be the Titans. I can see them being a big favorite, getting Julio Jones, one of the more complete teams. So be on the lookout for them. Our producer, Maddie, is in Nashville right now leading a podcast seminar. So maybe he can do some ground reporting while he's there. Maybe we can have him do some intel. What do you think? Yeah, I think that's good. We'll get him some bed MGM credentials. We'll get him going. I love it. NBA free agency started this week. Big names like Kyle Lowry, Russell Westbrook, big names are being traded all over the league. And that's got to affect what you all do on your end of setting some of these lines and season win totals. What are you seeing? Yeah, there's one big one um, that I think we need to talk about. Uh, Sam Decker to the Toronto Raptors. (laughs) Sam has signed a one-year deal, which is amazing. Um, So I'm going to put a little bit of money on the Raptors. Uh, They're 150 to one right now. So uh, when Sam leads into the promised land, his first fan, you heard it here first. This is now a Raptors Homer podcast, by the way. <laughs> yeah, we've totally disregarded anything else. We don't follow the Bucks anymore. None of that. No. Nope. We're, we're all the six now. <laughs> yeah. For other teams, other than our beloved Raptors, Heater, the big one. I think yeah. they have a really complete team now. I think there's still rumblings of who else they could potentially get. Kyle Lowry and Jimmy Butler in a backcourt is, is a really Lethal. good combo. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they went from 35 to 1 to 25 to 1. So $100 bet right there gives you 2500 bucks if they win the NBA Finals. That's, That's a great. good one. I like what the Mavs did. They've signed some of their core, some of the guys like Boban. They obviously have Luca and Porzingis, but they also signed Reggie Bullock, Tim Hardaway, plus 2800 So $100 bet to win $2,800. I think that's a, a smart bet. I think they're going to come back a bit hungrier this year. Uh, the obvious one, I think, is the Lakers getting Russell Westbrook. They're plus 425 right now. It's going to be really interesting to see what they do with some of their shooting they're going to have to build around. Russell, LeBron, AD, not known for their shooting. They're going to have to use some of those mid-level, mini-mid-level exceptions to get some big shooters around them, or else they're going to run into trouble. But but as they always do, they'll figure that out. I think they'll be right there in the thick of it come the end of the season next year. Uh, and then the, if you want to throw a couple bucks on something uh, a little bit more outlandish, I think it's the Bulls getting Caruso, getting Lonzo. Yeah. It's a big baller town now, so they, they're 100 to 1 odds. Um, so really interesting uh, to see the dynamic of that team. But yeah, there's there's a lot of movement right now. Uh, there's some teams that are trying to dump some cap. I think teams like the Charlotte Hornets got a, got rid of a player like Devontae Graham. They need to position themselves to build around Lamelo. Uh, the Knicks, let's see what they do. They've re-signed uh, Derrick Rose. They're trying to bring back their core. They have some moves they have to make. Um, so there's a lot of things happening. So it's an exciting couple of weeks during a, a quiet period of sports. Let me ask you, the Knicks. So they saw, they re-signed Derrick Rose, right? 
it's kind of like they're like this the Statue of Liberty. They're like, but instead of like, it's like give us your tired, you're you're old, you're injured. They just, I mean, it's like they'll take if you are post injury or post thirty five, the Knicks want you. Yeah, the rumor is that they want me and you on the team too. So we might, <laughs> oh, we might be starting at the shooting guard and the the power forward positions here. Yeah, I think they're gonna call Kiki Vandewey and go, "Are you sixty? I mean, we need a shooter." You know, Giannis yeah. is a six foot power forward. So I was a six foot power forward. I'm available. Knicks, I'm available. Dolan, I'm available. <laughs> yeah, we'll make sure to add him when this comes out. Yeah, but yeah, it's it's interesting. I mean, Derrick Rose was great for them last year, but is he gonna get them over the hump? Probably not. I think they're going to have to think about how they package up uh, some of these players that have been around the last couple of years, even some of the young talent. So they have some moves to make, but they'll be back in the playoffs next year for sure. And you know what, Randall, he could go up another level. I mean, he, mm-hmm. you know, he jumped a level and who knows, maybe he jumps to superstar. I mean, he just keeps improving. So something to prove after a not so great playoff too, after an amazing season. So he'll be back in full force for sure. Okay, Peter, Andrew, thank you so much for always letting us know what's up, what's down, and where to put our money. We appreciate it, my friend. Thanks. No problem. Let's go Raptors. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us for another week of Unleashed. This was a lot of fun getting to know my co-host Giannis a little bit better and his Boulevard of Broken Dreams. Giannis, I think you still have a very bright future for what it's worth. Thank you. And I'm excited to be doing this with you. I'm very excited to be rooting for the Raptors. Congratulations to Sam Decker. He got those loony and toony filled bags. You're going to have to change all your money to Canadian. It's going to lose a little bit. You'll lose a little bit, but the cost of living is a little lower. So congrats to the Deckers. You know, I hadn't even, my brain hadn't even gone there yet thinking about taxes. Thanks a lot, Giannis. Taking the wind out of my sails here. (laughs) Well, yeah, as we were joking, this is now a Toronto Raptors Homer podcast. Uh, Really appreciate my guys helping me enjoy this one and appreciate all of you for listening week after week. Make sure you follow us at BetMGM on all social media channels and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Share with your friends and family. We have so much more ahead of us, so make sure you join. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Awards Watch says Liam Neeson is at his best. Don't miss In the Land of Saints and Sinners. Having left his dark past behind, retired hitman Finbar Murphy, played by Neeson, leads a quiet life in a remote coastal Irish town. But when a menacing crew of terrorists arrive, Finbar is drawn into a vicious game of cat and mouse, forcing him to choose between exposing his secret identity or defending his friends and neighbors. In the land of saints and sinners, from Samuel Goldwyn Films and Sony Pictures Home Entertainment, watch it now on digital, rated R. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.